My friends, it seems to me that the clear theme in today's readings is patient waiting. But we have perhaps grown accustomed to not having to wait. Perhaps then we struggle with the virtue of patience. I know I do. Remember waiting weeks or perhaps even longer to receive packages and how annoying it was when at the height of the pandemic's shipping crisis, we had to wait many days, even many weeks to receive our stuff. You know, with companies like Amazon and UPS and on and on, we've come to expect overnight or even same day delivery. Remember dial-up? Remember that annoying sort of sound as our computers attached to the internet? Remember having to uh, patiently wait for articles and pictures to download off the internet? Well, not anymore, right? The kids don't even know what I'm talking about. Now we have 5G. You know, remember writing letters. We wrote letters, we placed them in mailboxes, and then we patiently waited, checking that mailbox perhaps throughout the week, uh, patiently waiting for a return letter. Not much really anymore, right? We have instant messaging. We have text, we have emails. We don't have to really wait much anymore these days. We've become accustomed to instant gratification. But instant gratification is not always the case in the spiritual life, is it? This, of course, is no doubt intentional. We are often called to wait patiently, trustingly, and preparedly. And today's readings give us excellent examples of patience as Abraham was truly patient and of waiting, prepared waiting, as Moses, of course, was. We spoke of Abraham a couple of Sundays ago, and we speak of him again today. He's referenced in the second reading from Hebrews. Recall, at a very old age, 75, Abram, now Abraham, was called. He was called to go. Not a lot of instruction, right? But to go, and he did. He was told he'd be a father of a great nation. And then he patiently waited, and waited, and waited, and waited. He sojourned by faith. He obediently went, of course, and quietly listened. Yet still, after so many years, no heir, no promised heir. Then at 99 years old, he gets a visit from three men. We spoke about that three Sundays ago. And it says, by faith, he received power to generate. Nine months later, of course, Isaac was born. It says, even though he was past the normal age and Sarah herself was sterile, he thought that the one who had made the promise was trustworthy. His patient waiting was rewarded with a son, Isaac. Yet Abraham's faith would then soon be tested. For after Isaac was old enough to carry the wood of the sacrifice, his father was asked to sacrifice his son. In faith, Abraham reasoned that God was able to raise even from the dead. That, my friends, is extraordinary faith. Abraham patiently waited his entire life for the promised land, but died only owning 
a single small portion of it. He was, as the gospel often says, and calls us all to be totally detached. It's a familiar gospel theme. By li lived, he lived by faith, detached from the world. He was truly a nomad, journeying toward God's ultimate promise, the promised land. His faith, his hope was focused beyond this life. It was focused on God himself. So too, of course, with Moses, he is the father referred to in the first reading from the book of, a book of wisdom. He was a faithful servant, of course, who was obedient to God's call. Today we read from the last section of this book of wisdom, when the sacred author discusses the ten plagues and the exodus that freed the nation of Israel from slavery in Egypt. Today we read of the vigilance of the chosen people on the night of that first Passover, that they patiently waited for the fulfillment of the promise. Their courage came from putting faith in the oaths that they had taken and the divine person that they had taken them with, who made the promise. Moses escaped his earthly oppressors. He was freed from the Pharaoh in Egypt, yet he never saw the fulfillment of the promise. He never entered the promised land, but he did enter the promised land. His faith, his hope, and promise were ultimately fulfilled in heaven. His patient waiting was rewarded with eternal joy and everlasting peace. You know, my friends, as we look around our hot mess world, we are being called to patiently wait for the kingdom and to trust that the kingdom is coming, that the Lord is winning. But it is not an inactive sort of waiting. We are called to be active instrument of God's love and mercy. We are called to be disciples of his good news to our neighbors, to help him bring about the kingdom. We are called to patiently wait for God to reveal our particular vocation to us, the means by which he desires to make us into saints. But not an inactive, patient waiting. Every single day we are being called to seek the Lord in silence. Every single day we are being called to live the sacramental life of the church. Every day we are being called to avoid that navel-gazing that often accompanies periods of waiting and to serve our neighbors through works of mercy. You know, I'm being called to wait for Notre Dame to win another national championship. But instead of patiently waiting these past 33 years, I've been filled sometimes with anxiety. You know, I pace back and forth, I bite my nails, I count the days until the home, owner, home opener against the Buckeyes, I uh, consume all kinds of articles about recruiting and any kind of news I can get. But the next 27 days, I am counting, should be spent in patient, even indifferent sort of waiting, realizing that there really are more important things. Really, there are. My friends, patient waiting is certainly a theme in today's readings. Pray for patience. You know, when St. Paul was 
giving some attributes of love in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, he begins with patience. Love is patient. Only then can it be kind. Pray for patience and then expect your patience to be tested. By family and friends, of course, they always do, right? By, our, uh, by strangers, perhaps even by ourselves. Pray for patience on the road and in the checkout lines. Pray, 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 and then persevere in it. And pray that you, that we will all wait well. And not a passive waiting, of course, but an active seeking sort of waiting. A complete abandonment to God's plan for us sort of waiting. And be assured that as we, as we patiently wait, we will not be without consolation. We will not be completely in the desert. The kingdom is here already, but not quite yet. It's already here. The kingdom is already here, here, of course, most perfectly in the Eucharistic banquet, which we participate in here right now, in this sacrifice, in its incredible mystery, in the reality that heaven and earth touch right here, like nowhere else today. So we prepare. We prepare with our loins girded, a reference, no doubt, to that first Passover where they were granted freedom. We, too, are granted freedom. We prepare with our lights, our lamps lighted. Another reference, of course, to that first Passover, which occurred at night, but also a reference to those servants who patiently wait for the bridegroom to return. Prepare, prepare with their lighted lamps and their oil. The kingdom is already here, my friends. So we patiently wait for the Lord during this Eucharistic celebration. And as it says in the gospel, the priest then waits on us, serving us the meal as we recline at the table of the Lord. The kingdom is already here in the mass. That's why it's so important that we so reverently celebrate it. It's here in the Mass, but not yet. Ultimately, we patiently wait for the kingdom in its fullness in heaven. We anticipate the fulfillment of today's Eucharistic banquet in the unimaginably amazing heavenly banquet. My friends, today and always, we are called to be men, women, and children of patience men, women, and children who patiently wait in faith, opening ourselves up to our Lord's abundant grace and the incredible mysteries of our faith. For faith is the realization of what is hoped for and evidence of things not seen. You know, the gospel beautifully begins by saying, do not be afraid any longer, little flock, for your Father is pleased to give you the kingdom. The Lord is pleased to give us the kingdom. In fact, he is determined to give it to each of us. So be patient, be prepared, and be vigilant while we all wait. May we all gird our loins and light our lamps as we await the master's return, and as we await his Eucharistic presence here in a few moments. And may God be praised. Amen.